Welcome back. It's me, Abby. Hello. Uh, I'm going to do the majority of the talking since uh, ghost host Carson's voice is starting to go. But we got a kind of different episode for you today. It's primarily history. It actually, I don't think, really has much mythos in it at all. So hopefully y'all like it. Um, I'm really quite interested in this. So hopefully, yeah. Um, what defines who a pirate is? That's right. This episode's about pirates. <laughs> the word pirate is probably the most general term of the different ones I'm going to talk about. It means any misdeeds done with some form of a boat and water. If these two qualifying factors are not present in the crime, the perpetrator would be considered a bandit and not a pirate. <laughs> Makes some sense, right? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, well, I didn't either when I found out, but it makes sense that I was like, okay, that makes some more sense. Darn water bandits. <laughs> water bandits, yes. Pirates are basically water bandits. <laughs> However, like I said, there's more terms that can be used for a pirate. For example, one of them is privateer, which is basically just a pirate with papers or letters of mark. And these are papers that claim them to be working underneath a government against another government. <laughs> so doing the other government's, <coughs> doing the dirty work of one government against another government. And they usually attack a rival country. And one of the most famous of those is Francis Drake, who plundered Spanish settlements in the Americas under the commissioning of Elizabeth I in 1572. And we will be talking about him a little bit later. Is that Sir Fran Francis Drake? Yes, Sir Francis Drake. Oh, yes. I, I just didn't know. No, you're good. However, privateers often went outside of their papers and attacked ships and settlements outside of the targeted country. So they're only supposed to be targeting one country, but they'll often go after different targets as well. So say this pirate or this privateer is going after Spain. If they attack a colony that's French and they're underneath the English, that attack against the French colony is an act of piracy. The attack against the Spanish colony is privateering. If it's on the computer, it's... <laughs> oh, wait. It's still called pirating. <laughs> But there's no water involved. I guess that doesn't mean that there's a tech. Technically, I guess that means they're not the uh, definition of a pirate. They're bandits. They're bandits. Internet bandits. Internet bandits. Obviously, don't pirate anything online either. <laughs> Unless you're in water. No, I'm kidding. Because, um, you know, illegal. <laughs> um, now... There's pirates, privateers, and then there are two terms that I'm going to talk about that are more regional. Corsair, spelled C-O-R-S-A-I-R, is specific to the Mediterranean Sea. And these people called Corsairs, or I hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, I'm sorry. They carried an extra religious context 
on top of the normal privateer definition. So basically, one country's like, attack specifically this country <coughs> and specifically the religious stuff from that country. And that was due to all the religious turmoil in that region from the 14th century to the early 19th century. So they had a long time, you know, so basically the 14th century is the 1300s. The 19th century is the 1800s. And lastly of our definitions, we're going to go to Buccaneer. And that is specific to the Caribbean and the Pacific coast of, the cent of Central America. So that region is where you'd hear the term buccaneer. Originally, it comes from the French boucan. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> which is a form of grill used to smoke meat. And the reason that's the word they used was because originally, buccaneers were majority French wild game hunters who in the spare time that they had between hunting wild game, they would commit acts of piracy. <laughs> and now they didn't all stay French. In fact, it was a multinational group. And we'll talk about one buccaneer who is of Welsh descent. But they mainly targeted Spanish settlements and Spanish ships. And the buccaneers usually lived in Tortuga and Hispaniola. Now we're going to move on to a brief history of some famous pirates. Some of these you probably have heard of before. But you know what? It's always nice to hear stuff again. <laughs> so Sir Francis Drake was often called My Pirate by Queen Elizabeth I. He was a member of the English privateers known as Sea Dogs. <laughs> they targeted the Spanish during the... He targeted the Spanish during a three-year span from 1577 to 1580. Specifically, he, he would do some other stuff, but this is the specific time frame we're talking about. During this time, he circumnavigated the globe, and he became the first English captain to do that. During this time, he was captured by a, he captured a Spanish vessel loaded with treasure, which led to him being knighted. So basically, he goes across the globe, circumnavigates the globe, steals a Spanish pirate uh, uh, treasure ship, and then comes home and gets knighted. <laughs> so that's how he becomes Sir Francis Drake. Overnight. Overnight. <laughs> Um, next is Madame Chang. Chang, uh, I hope I'm saying that right. It, her name is spelled C-H-E-N-G. She took over her husband's pirate confederation in 1807 when he died. And then she took it and expanded it to eight, 1,800 ships and 70,000 men. Huge numbers, right? When she was her, in her youth, she was a prostitute. 
And then when she was, after she was pardoned in 1810, she then started running a opium smuggling operation until she passed away. Henry Morgan was a pirate during the buccaneering era. He was a Welsh privateer, like I was saying. Then after, like with all of the treasure that he won, stole (laughs) as a pirate, (coughs) he purchased three sugar plantations and then was knighted. What is with all of these pirates being knighted? (laughs) Isn't that kind of crazy to you? Yes, it is a little weird. It feels weird. (laughs) Well, after he's knighted, he moves back to Jamaica, where his plantations are, and he becomes lieutenant governor of Jamaica. He passed away in 1688... And at his state funeral, which they gave him a state funeral, (laughs) the pirates and privateers that wanted to come and pay their respects were able to because there was an amnesty declaration. So they they couldn't, like, attack them because there was amnesty. So a bunch of pirates and privateers came to pay their respects. His grave was lost to sea after a few years due to an earthquake. So like 33 acres of where his, of Jamaica, I guess, where he was buried, crumbled into the sea (coughs) due to this earthquake and his body was never recovered. He is actually the inspiration for the name for the Captain Morgan rum. Interesting. Yes. Now, Captain Kidd started out as a pirate hunter in 1696, but turned pirate. <laughs> so, did a 180. <laughs> and he was one of the few pirates who buried their treasure. Usually, pirates did not bury their treasure, especially since it was mostly common goods that they would sell off to, like, trade and get money that way. Um, He also was um, associated with um, two female pirates. Did I say Annie Bonnie? No. I think it's Annie Bonnie and... Oh, the two female pirates you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Yeah, Annie Bonnie and... uh... Something with an M. Mary something. I think. Give me a second. I'm pulling up the page right now. (coughs) I don't know why I didn't write that down, but wrote a bunch of other stuff. (laughs) Mary Reed. I believe they were associated with Captain Kidd. Um, Or... Well, wait, I think I made a mistake. Sorry. They were famous with Calico Jack, a different pirate. (laughs) My apologies. Got a little bit confused. Now, 
on to our final pirate that we're going to talk about in this episode. And probably one of the most well-known, if not the most well-known, Blackbeard. Or Edward Teach. Now, he used smoking fuses that he, like, basically braided into his beard. And he then would put, like, pistols and daggers, like, multiple of them across his chest to scare his enemies. Intimidation factor. Yes, intimidation factor. In 1717, which that just feels like a really good number to say, 1717. It's got a ring to it. Yes, it does. <laughs> he captured a French slave ship that he then outfitted with 40 guns, and, and by guns I believe that's cannons, and called it the Queen Anne's Revenge. It is said that when he died, he had sustained five gunshot wounds and 20 stab wounds before he actually died. Right. Which, that's a lot. Resilience. <laughs> Resilience, yes, exactly. And his death was actually part of the end. Like, a few years after he died, the golden age of piracy died. So it was kind of like a, this is the end of piracy when he died. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that quite interesting any thoughts any questions you have i want to become a pirate now <laughs> um we're buying me a boat what we're buying me a boat you heard me you scallywag <laughs> buying us a boat we're gonna <laughs> no i didn't say us i said me okay you're gonna have a boat i'm gonna be a pirate okay <laughs> there still are pirates but they're not yeah. They're usually around the African coasts. Yes. That is true. There are still pirates out there, but... Well, as always... Stay safe. Stay spooky. And keep it uncanny. Bye, y'all. See you next week. <laughs>